Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Michael J., and this is Hypothetical. This week, I only have one person back with me, the man behind the boards, the myth, the legend of Jenny. Welcome back to the show. How are you? Doing pretty good. You're right. The boards are a myth and a legend. That is not quite what I said. The man behind the boards, the myth, the legend. Yeah, the, the myth and the legend is them behind the boards. I don't think you put the comma in the right spot on that phrase. Oh, no, I did. You just I don't can't believe see you. it from here. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's how that works. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. All right. Well, <clears throat> since you're done with your all those states of the unions that you were giving last week, uh, oh. I figure we should take a step back, do a little warm-up game to get started. Man, going place to place. My arms are tired. I bet. You may want to try uh, a vehicle next time instead of actually trying to flap your wings. <laughs> well, I at least got home in time to do an interview where I actually set a piece of paper on fire. All right. Yeah, you didn't watch it, did you? No. Was I supposed to? Yeah. I was reviewing the fire on fire ink and I lit it on fire. I have that ink. I like it. That's all that matters. <laughs> um, so tonight's warm up game. You are going to learn a new skill. It could be any skill from anyone or anything. What skill are you going to learn? Who or what is going to teach you? How do you expect them to teach you? And when and where will this happen? That's actually kind of a tough one. Are you sure you didn't just skip to the main game? I'm sure. Oh, this, this is warm the warm-up. Warm okay. going to okay. ease you into it. Right. Um, so a skill that I would want to learn from anyone or anything. Correct. Okay. Uh, no, that's a stupid idea. Well, let's hear it. No, no, we already we we already went way too political last episode. Let's bring it around back to funny. <laughs> Actually, okay, okay. I've had this crazy idea since I was eight, nine years old. Okay, so like last week. Wow. <laughs> too, Michael. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're creating more work with yourself. And it's only one bleep, on. honestly. I'm getting really good at putting those in. But back in a much younger, thinner day, I always wanted to be a Cirque du Soleil performer. Okay. Like, so much so that when we lived in Indiana, there was actually a circus school in one of the towns that we lived near at the Air Force Base. I think that would be cool, after I go ahead and have a few layers of me removed, to go ahead and learn how to be a Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil performer. Okay. I've got questions before we even get into the rest of this. Okay. What? Wow. Where'd even start? <laughs> There's so much to unpack here. You're the one that asked. I know. And as usual, I'm regretting it. You're starting to learn. <laughs> there, there's many different Cirque du Soleil shows. Right. Right. So there's like, oh, which is their big water show. There's the Love, which is their Beatles show. There's a Michael Jackson one. There's an adult one. There's all kinds of weird ones. Which type of show do you want to be a part of? Like, okay, the preferred show would be the water one. Okay. Um, I love water. Okay. Always have. Right. So what then, if you're going to be in O, what sort of role do you want? Do you want be one of those guys that dives from like 100 feet up, does crazy tricks or? There you go. You just hit it on the head. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you want to be a high diver. Yes. A performance. High diver. Yes. Okay. 
So who are you going to have teach you to be a performance okay, high you guy? You remember that guy um, from back in the late 80s, early 90s that decided it would be a good idea to jump from 200 feet up at, was it SeaWorld where he did that jump from into one of the uh, dolphin or killer whale enclosures? No, I don't remember this at all. Okay. Uh, I don't remember the guy's name. Look for the YouTube video for world's highest dives, and he's in there. Um, if he's not dead already, which I don't think he is. Well, if he is, we'll just pull a hypothetical and bring him back. If he's still alive, we'll get some pointers from him. Okay. That way I could learn how to not snap multiple things when I hit the water. Okay, so the the highest dive from a diving board is 192 feet, 10 inches. Mm-hmm. By Lazaro Schaller of both That's, Switzerland and Brazil. I'm not really who was sure the one right before him? And that was in August of 2015. Okay, who's the one before him that held the record for the longest time before that? It was an American with a very American-sounding name. Last name wasn't Schaller. Oh, hell no. According to Guinness, it does not say. Well, here's one that looks old. That's where an old Speedo. Yeah, that would... Um, yeah. Oh, here, here's a guy about SeaWorld. Hang on. 172 feet. <laughs> you perked up when you said Speedo, man. No, I perked up because I found an answer. Oh, uh, okay. okay. Dana Kunz. Yeah, but I think you're pronouncing diving. the last name wrong. Yeah, or Kunzi, I don't know. Yeah, 172 feet in 1983 at SeaWorld in San Diego. Yep, that's he was 22 the dive. years old, so he was born in 61. He could theoretically still be alive. Yeah, theoretically, I mean, unless one of his dive attempts killed him, but I'm too lazy Perhaps. to look it up because, well, you're starting to rub off on me. Um, I was going to say I want to learn the skill of being yeah, He was lazy, the guy but... in the Speedo. <laughs> red Speedo, in case you were wondering. No, I knew it was Red Speedo. He's still alive, and uh, he operates a company called Water Show Productions. It specializes in high-dive-themed aquatic shows. So that seems like the perfect guy to train you. Well, there we go. Thank you for uh, finding the answer. Can you go ahead and give me his contact information? Yeah, I'll send that over to you after the show. Okay, cool. Yep. All right. So Dana Kunz or Kunzi or some other pronunciation is going to train you. Not the Brazilian Swiss whatever guy. Not that guy? Right. Okay. Yeah. So Dana Kunz or Kunzi or however you pronounce his name is going to teach you how to do some crazy high high dive. Mm -hmm. And you're going to take that talent. To Cirque du Soleil. I assume you're moving to Vegas to do this? To be part of the, the O show? Uh, I'm actually going to start the van life. So I'm going to sell like everything I have and get a van and then outskirt it with, well, like equip it with a, an editing workstation, solar panels on the roof, a queen size bunk in the back, you know, like uh, well, something to live I'm curious out of. how big this van's going to be to fit your boards. But that's probably a discussion for another time. I'm staring right at you. How uh, how how is Dana <laughs> going to teach you to to high dive? I don't know. He's the one teaching me. Um, I mean, what do you expect? Do you expect to like dive into foam pits or just start out with water? Well, the first thing he's going to have to do is get me over my fear of heights. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I kid you not. This is the most messed up thing ever. <laughs> I hate heights. Get me over 15, 20 feet in the air. I start freaking out unless I'm strapped into a roller coaster. Can I suggest an easier way to, to do this? Blindfold me and push me off? Pretty much, but without the blindfold. We'll just go to the Cirque du Soleil show. You climb up there and then I'll push you. 
when you're not paying attention? See, I have to learn to do it right before you push me or I will break something when I hit. Well, that's. Do you want me to keep editing your shows? Yes or no. (laughs) You can edit with a broken pelvis, can't you? I can't edit when I'm paralyzed from the neck down. Yeah. Okay. Then I won't push you yet. Unless you want your skill to be learning how to edit podcasts. Oh, not a chance. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's the first thing he's got to do is get me over my fear of heights. Okay. Um, then he's also got to help me with a weight loss regime so I can actually do the rotations needed to be a aquatic performer. Right. Um, or surgery. Surgery? Anyone? Oh, so nah. he's going to perform your surgery for you, too? <laughs> sure. <laughs> why not? He's probably got just as much qualification. That, uh, I don't know. That seems a little bit more dangerous than me pushing you off the uh the high dive well hey here's what we'll do for the first experience you can push me off if i end up paralyzed from the neck down he can perform the surgery sounds good to me that way i mean i've already tossed all the sticks in the air we'll see which one i can catch <laughs> Fuck. which i just realized since i'd be paralyzed from the neck down i wouldn't be able to catch any of them you could use your mouth like a dog but what if i fell like face forward uh i don't know then they're just hitting me on the back of the head, and that's kind of sad. Yeah, but it could be a fun game to try and balance a stick. <laughs> wow. Okay, do you realize how worse this conversation is than any of the other conversations where we've killed Stevie Wonder? We've never killed him. Oh, he has died. No, he is not. Yes, he has. He is not. I've listened to every episode. person skydiving. He has died. He did not die. He survived. He's still around. I'm sure you could find some paparazzi footage of him from recently. Okay, fair enough. He's still around. Nobody's killing Stevie. (laughs) Until hypothetical, the home game comes out. (laughs) We're working on making it a board game and a PC game. Old, old school PC game. Not like this newfangled stuff. No, you have to earn your way from old school to newfangled. Well, the newfangled's going to be like virtual reality. Yeah. The newfangled is like a first person shooter going through like the American gladiator taco truck. Right. Damn it, now I want that for a video game. That would be kind of fun. Uh, Tacos of Destruction. All right, well, before you start building that game, where and when is Dana Kanzi, however you pronounce his name, going to teach you how to get over your fear of heights, skydive, or not skydive, <laughs> high dive, and whatever else you need to do so you can join Cirque du Soleil. Okay, uh, so for the diving... I think we'll end up building a 300-foot-tall bubble on the moon so I can learn to dive in moon gravity. Glad to see you're sticking with realistic uh, options here. Hey, hypothetical. (laughs) And the company that built the world's largest indoor deepest diving facility, we'll have them dig into the moon to put a nice diving pool in there. That way I can never hit bottom. Although then I have to get over my thalassophobia, which is actually also kind of bad. Well, hey, it's good that you <laughs> want to conquer your fears. Well, okay. I mean, when you figure like there's so much of the ocean, we don't know what's going on. If I cannot see through the water to the like to the floor of the ocean, I don't know what's going on down there. I don't know what's sitting there looking at me going. Why are you hmm. high diving into the ocean? Ocean like, you know, there's some catfish here that could take me under. How about a pool? Oh. Since that's what they use in Cirque du Soleil. 
but I figured we would take a shark to the moon and then we would finally have a moon shark with a laser beam. This is what happens when you invite me on the show. You know this. I'm uh, again forgetful of my old age. I mean, come on. My name's got two eyes for double dose of insanity. That's one explanation. Wow, that actually kind of worked. I'll remember that. But yeah, um, so 300 foot tall bubble on the moon with a 400 meter deep diving pool and a shark. Just one. In the pool or diving? In with the pool. You? Yeah. Diving with me into the pool. That way I know where the shark is at all times. Right. Hey, how else to get over the thalassophobia? Okay. I, this is your your deal. <laughs> this is the skill you want to learn. That's how you want to learn it. See, I'm doing three skills at once. I'm learning how to be a Cirque du Soleil performer. I'm getting over my fear of heights, which in and of itself is a skill. And I'm getting rid of my fear of like everything under the surface of the water, which is also a skill. Glad to see you finally want to be an overachiever. Really? <laughs> That that hurt. That, <laughs> yeah, that sure hurt in all the feelers. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Don't worry. So, my skill, my, the skill that I want to learn, will not be to learn to be nice to you. Oh, okay, good, good. At least we're uh, sticking with consistency there. So, what are what are you going to be learning, Mister? <laughs> Mister, I want to hurt the things that are closest to me. That is not true at all. Well, fair enough, because I'm also probably not close to you, both physically or other. Exactly. Damn. <laughs> I'm just going to sip my water and just marinate in this puddle of shame that you just put me in. Oh, please. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know what skill I want to learn. I know some ones I don't want to learn, but I'm not going to. Like, originally, I, I'm thinking, like, maybe I would learn to play guitar for a mariachi band so I can really do the mankiniachi thing. I can teach you. Yeah, I don't really want to learn. I mean, I can play mariachi guitar. It's actually kind of fun. Yeah, I'm going to pass on that for today. Oh, okay. I'll return the mankinis. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure you can return them after you've worn them. I haven't worn them. They're still in the packaging. So I got to figure out what skill I want to learn. I don't really know what that would be. Okay. So I'm not going to learn to play guitar so I could be a slacker, better member of my mankinianchi group. I'll, Dude, con- I'll continue to be the, the singer. player gets all the chicks. I'm going to continue to be the singer, the crooner. You, no, you don't have the voice for it. Exactly. Do you want people to like your music or burn all your records? It's not about the music. It's about the movement. Are you sure your skill doesn't need to be how to be a, oh, I don't know, profitable musician? No, definitely not. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm sure Mike TV and I can help you with that. No, no, no. I, I'm good in that front. I, I, I have a best-selling children's album coming out soon. It's called okay, Now That's fine. What I Call Disappointment. Yeah, I know. I'm taking 95% of the sales. I'm just ignoring you at this point. Oh, okay. <laughs> that album actually inspires a skill that I want to learn, though. <laughs> that skill is I want to learn how to make professional-grade commercials for TV. Okay. Because in that album... The smash hit, number one song, The King Box Doesn't Come in a Box, right? Here we go again. Yep. People, go get something to eat. You may want to go ahead and brew a cup of coffee, uh, settle in for this one. No, no, no. This is very easy to explain. Oh, okay. Okay. I want to learn how to make commercials, like the best, highest quality, smartest commercials out there so that I can, as a favor to Burger King, and essentially as a favor to the world. (laughs) 
make a proper King Box commercial for Burger King. <laughs> there it is, boys and girls. There it is. I want to learn how to make a commercial. And I will make Burger King commercial. The commercial that Burger King should have made for the King Box. And it will feature a box. So here, here's one for you. Yes. Speaking of the King Box, uh-huh. wasn't Postmates trolling you the other day about that? Uh, yes, very much so. Here's my thing. Burger King obviously thinks that product is pure crap. And here's why. They're letting Postmates slash the price in half and then waive the delivery fee. For $3, Postmates offered to send me a King Box meal. See, that right there is poor advertising. Okay, so you need to learn this skill because they're going to go out of business if they keep going under that type of business model. Now I need to figure out who's going to teach me to make commercials. Okay. Can I give you one free hint? Sure. Microphone technique. Nobody said I was doing the voiceover for. Okay, that you actually have the voice for. <laughs> like Mankiniachi, not so much. Commercial voiceover? The the tone and timbre of your voice is perfect for that. Okay, so maybe we'll make a commercial where I can do voiceover work that explains that the King Box now comes in a box because the commercial I'm making shows it in a box. Right. Now back up from the microphone about three more inches and say that exact same thing. I don't remember what I just said. Something about the King Box coming in a box. Yeah, I'm going to make a commercial about the King Box coming in a box so the Burger King has to serve it in a box because I talk about the box and show the box in the commercial. Okay. I can trust a voice like that. Of course. But who are you going to have teach you how to make like professional grade commercials or do professional voiceover work? Um, you know, I think I'm going to, whoever does the commercials for Apple, I think they'll, I'll have them teach me. They seem to have consistently high quality, fairly straightforward commercials. But do you really want Johnny Ive dicking with your final product? No, he doesn't make the commercials. He designs the product. He designs the product, but he's still there for like. But he's not the one sitting there filming it and writing out the script for it. But normally he's the voiceover talent and you know he's got to be sitting there going, do you expect me to say this? No. That would actually make it even better. Have an accomplished British male voice explain the concept of a box to the Burger King king. Oh, great. See, see, my voice is a little too high and tinny to do voiceover work, which is why I don't do voiceover work. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have whoever does Apple's commercials teach me how to do commercials. Me and Johnny Ive are going to make a new Burger King commercial for Burger King for the benefit of Burger King and the benefit of. You know, it would be an epic April Fool's commercial for that. What's that? You open up the King box and all you see is a whole bunch of headphone jacks. And you have Johnny Ive saying, and this is where Apple put all your headphone jacks. Although then that would be a jack in the box. Oh, if I keep this up, I'll just be in and out. I'm trying to figure out how I can jump through the computer right now. <laughs> Slap you upside the head. Hey, I had to put up with a full episode of you and Phil going like full tilt on the dad jokes. So I don't want to hear it. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So who's going to teach you how to do all this stuff? I mean, like, I, I mean, I know you're going to, I know you said you're going to have them teach you, but there's got to be someone specific that you know. I don't know anybody who makes commercials, so I'll find out who makes Apple's commercials and start making phone calls. Find out who's in okay. charge. Okay, fair enough. So how are they going to teach you the the self-admitted laziest person on earth? Well, I figure I'll learn from the president or CEO of that company basically how to delegate out making a commercial. 
And then I can actually just delegate out making the commercial. You're not really learning how to make commercials as much as you're learning how to boss around the people that are making them for you. Yeah. I mean, I provide, I'll provide the script. Okay. So I mean, I'm going to do some work, just not a lot. Okay. So you're essentially going to have the people that make Apple's commercials teach you how they make commercials. So an executive can teach you how to make proper executive decisions. Pretty much. So when and where is this happening? Since you're having all the people from Apple do it, I'm guessing you're going to Cupertino. No, no, no. I think Apple uses an outside agency. They must. I, I kind of doubt that. Well, regardless of who it is, it's going to be teaching me. We're all going to congregate at Burger King World Headquarters <laughs> because we need to sit down and have a serious discussion, the Burger King executive team, about the box. Burger King Headquarters. So you're going to Miami, Florida. Perfect. That's, uh, that's a skill I'm going to learn. Okay. Learn how to make a uh, better commercial for Burger King. Okay. Well, you mean learn how to boss around the people making the better commercial right. for Burger King. Right, right. It, really what it comes down to in the end, we'll have a Burger King will actually have a proper, correct commercial. Okay. Okay. Right. I, I so like your- You're welcome, world. I like your drive. Uh, <clears throat> so now that we've both established what skills we're learning, let's jump into the main mm-hmm. game. And tonight's main game is building a zoo. You're going to build a zoo. So I want to know the name of your zoo, where you're locating it, what kind of animals you're going to have. You know, most zoos have some sort of educational program where schools can come and do like a field trip there. Um, right. So I want to know what kind of educational program you're going to have. Then we are in a day and age of the upcharge. So I want to know what, what sort of premium experience you're going to offer to those that pay extra, like feed the giraffes mm-hmm. or swim at the dolphins or whatever. Finally, every zoo's got to raise money to keep it going. So what kind of annual fundraising event are you going to host at your zoo? Okay. Huh. Well, I've got a couple reject ideas. Okay. I'm not going to share them. Probably for the better. I mean, I'll share the premise of one. Okay, let's hear it. It was going to be the zoo of the internet. We were going to take all the people whose posts managed to like consistently hit the front page of Reddit, and we were going to put them on display. The people or the posts? Like the people in the enclosures and the posts that got them put in the enclosure on the uh, descriptor. Well, I can see why it's a rejected idea. Yeah. Um, I don't think too many people would go for that. Um, yeah. I mean, for, for a zoo, I really wanted to take this as far south as I could. Literally. So or we're building it in Antarctica. Okay. So literally. Yeah. Literally. We're taking every cold water, well, cold air, land, water creature that we can, and we're taking them to Antarctica. It's going to be on the South Pole, which means we're going to have to move it every year when the ice drifts. But hey, you know, that's what employees are for. Okay. So it's going to be called Frozen Philanthropy, the zoo. Frozen Philanthropy, the zoo. Mm -hmm. So people that want to go to the zoo will pay triple what a research person would have to pay to actually get down there. Okay. Everything above the normal ticket prices go to pay for the expenditures of the zoo and line my wallets with fat cash. That's not philanthropy. though. Sure it is. Lining your wallet. Well, you're also providing Wait. to. Hold on. Before preserving... I ask that question, did you say <laughs> okay. wallet or wallets? Like plural. Wallet. Wallet. Oh, okay. Singular. I wasn't sure there. I thought maybe you had multiple wallets. You're in a 
lying because you are going to get so much money from this. No, it's never expanding wallet. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's all paid in cash. <laughs> yep. All paid in cash. Okay. So what, uh, what kind, you're going to have all the cold weather animals. So a lot of penguins, a lot of polar bears. Uh, that sounds cool. I'd go to that. We're going to dig down into the ice to build like the actual water attraction portion of it and kind of dome those areas off. Water attraction so can- being that the animals are playing water or it's like a water ride or water slide that column a column b so kind of like the slide in vegas where you slide through the shark tank okay except you're sliding through like an enclosure where you've got minky whales killer whales that's awesome the various the various sharks like the greenland shark i'm just from up north i'm just curious uh how people are going to ride that water slide when the temperature is like whatever the temperature is on the south pole there's going to be a dome. Oh, that's right. You did say dome. Okay, so temperature yeah. controlled dome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dude, the Simpsons movie spoke to me. All right. You can do anything that with is, a dome. That's true. Biodome too. Dome Depot. Uh, yeah, that was horrible. Yeah. So this sounds like an awesome zoo so far. I would totally. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm not going to pay triple what a researcher pays to get down at to Antarctica, but I'm sure I can finagle my I way. Figure, I figure we'll go ahead and use your recently learned skill to go ahead and have you make the commercial for us. Okay. Yeah. Do that in exchange for free admission. Yeah, but you're going to have to live there permanently. No, that's not happening. Just think of all the ice you could play hockey on. Yeah, it's not happening. You say that now. You didn't read your contract carefully. That's because I didn't sign a contract. You say that now. (laughs) It's amazing what happens when you're asleep. That's creepy. Um... Just a lot. Yeah. So what kind of, uh, uh, I'm afraid to even ask this next question, given how creepy you are. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> I'm not that creepy. I just randomly say things that make it seem that way. So what kind of non-creepy educational program is yours you going to offer? Focus um, on the non-creepy just, part. Okay. I mean, no, it's, it's a very serious thing. I mean, part of the reason for the high ticket prices is to pay for professionals in the research field of climate change, climate study, to actually give educational firsthand talks while they're at the South Pole of the effects of humans' impact on the Earth in the polar regions. Okay. Yeah, so there's an actual educational experience. This zoo is... Almost normal? I wouldn't go normal, but... I said almost. Yeah, I wouldn't go anywhere near normal, not even almost. Okay, fine. Uh, The zoo sounds spectacular. Well, thank you. Like, I would... Totally go visit. I'm not moving there, but I will totally go visit. I would love to go down the slide. Okay. I, maybe we'll skip the educational tour, um, probably because I'll be too busy going down the slide over and over again. Um, I don't know, man. I think you would like to go on the tour where they actually let you drill down and collect a core sample. Sounds like work. You're just pressing buttons on the machine, and then when the core sample comes up, you can like... Oh, uh, you can hook up like an audio board to it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, really. <laughs> All right. I, I, <sighs> sure, sure, sure. Right, why not? Cool. <laughs> there will be one with an audio. Is that board the premium so experience? There. You have to pay extra That's for? the Michael experience. The premium experience. The premium experience is going to be the one that's going to be the hardest to do. Okay. So under all the surface ice mm-hmm. are underground lakes and seas and things that are actually pretty cavernous. So we're going to hire a team of the best scientific drillers 
to create a repelling experience where you can repel down into one of those areas. Sounds fun. There will be a lot of waivers involved in that right. one. And is there any way to get back up once you repel down? Mm-hmm. Okay. Winch system. Okay. Yeah. All right, that sounds good. Exactly. So you you do minimal work going down. Yep. And then you do very minimal work going up. Right. You just sit there while it pulls you up. Mm-hmm. Sounds cool. I'll do that. Okay. So you're finding very few things so far to not like. Right. This is, I'm telling you, this is a pretty spectacular zoo. I, w- I would totally go visit. I'm either starting to get into the swing of hypothetical or I'm not trying hard enough this episode. One of the two. Well, we're not done here. Uh, oh, okay. What kind of annual fundraising event are you going to host at your zoo? Okay. Um, that's where it gets a little interesting. Uh, sticking with the whole be good for the environment theme, I would say every year we pick either a country or a state or a municipality or other large governed area, and we lead a giant campaign to clean it up. How does that raise money up? People donate to the amount of hours that you work. Like back in the day when you used to have those giant walkathon things where people would sponsor how many miles you walked or whatever. Oh, so it could be like how much trash you pick up. Mm -hmm. How many bags of trash equals how much you get. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Clever. Yeah. So- the hardest year is when, like, we, we pick a big project like the South Pacific. I mean, the surface trash, okay, it's daunting, but it's doable. Right. But there are so many ships and submarines and airplanes in there. I mean, seriously. It could be a challenge. It depends on how many people you have, too. Oh, there is that. You know what else would be a challenge? Getting the trash out of Challenger Deep. Yeah. I, I, I think I'll retire after that horrible attempt at a joke. <laughs> Your zoo, pretty darn cool. Frozen philanthropy, the zoo. Yeah, I would. Uh, I go visit. Oh, uh, one other thing. Yeah, no Disney music. I, I'm done with that. Yeah, you will actually be kicked out of the zoo if you start singing any of the Disney songs where there was snow, ice, or other. <laughs> so nothing from Frozen. Exactly. If you want a perma ban on you and your entire family and all of your friends, try me. All right, I'll let it go. Oh. I could sing it if you want. No. <laughs> no. No, unless you want me to uh, start singing a variation of Do You Want to Build a Snowman? Oh, thank you. It's not a good variation either. I'll send you the YouTube video after the episode. No, it's okay. It's still on YouTube, so it's safe for audiences. Just not this one. Yeah, instead of uh, sending me that YouTube video, how about I tell you about my Zoom? <laughs> sure, sure. I mean... Warm us up. What do you got? Not really sure what kind of zoo I want to do, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to build the world's first competitive zoo. What? Yes. Because I like, you know, I like a good competition. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to build a zoo. I think what I'm going to do Mm -hmm. is we're going to build the zoo in the Capitol building in Washington, (laughs) D.C. Because, okay. Right. Like, you know, I built, I turned the White House into a haunted house. At one point, right. right? It seems like I turned I turned the house into a mosh pit. Yeah. Right. So I figure the Capitol building, it's not in use 24-7. Right. Right. It's, you know, Congress is always on break, it seems like. This is true. Right. So we might as well use it during its downtime when Congress is not in session. Okay. Right. We're turning it into a zoo. Because this way you can like 
add to the educational experience of going to Washington, D.C. You know, you go to D.C., you go to the museums and you go to, you might visit the White House, the Supreme Court, you see all these different places. Well, you know, I think they have, they have the National Zoo there too, but we're going to have the competitive zoo, which you'll learn from. Right. right? But it'll be at the Capitol. I'm not really sure what's going to happen when Congress is in session. Like, I don't know, we're going to store the animals or anything, but that's just details. Well, I mean, the cool thing about that, you've already got a built-in tram, so you can have some of the main exhibits at the Capitol, and then you can have like some of the secondary exhibits out in the offices. Well, the tram's going to be in use. For- oh, boy. <laughs> yes. All right. So bear in mind that we do not want to harm any animals whatsoever. Okay. okay. Right. Don't need PETA or anybody else coming after us. And, you know, the animals are innocent. They didn't do anything wrong. So we're not going to mistreat them whatsoever. It's a competitive zoo, but no animals will be in the operation. Okay. So you're not putting gazelles in with the lions and tigers. Right. No, 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 no. There's no like lion fighting or whatever. Good. Good. Craziness. I I have a little bit more respect for you here. Okay. This is better than nothing. Uh, So. This competitive zoo is going to see, is going to have your typical zoo animals. So, you know, there'll be lions, there'll be bears, monkeys, giraffes, zebras. Senators. Hang on. We're getting there. <laughs> um, oh, great. I don't even know what other animals are in a zoo anymore. Uh, some turtles, probably. Uh, some type of burrowing animals from the rat family. Yeah, those are kind of gross. Um, tigers. Meerkats are cute. Uh, uh, stuff like that. So what we're going to do is the animals are going to compete in various events in the zoo for fun. Well, it's fun for the animals. We're only going to let them participate in the events that they enjoy. I'm not sure how we're going to figure that part out yet, but we'll, we'll get there. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, interesting. A lot of science required for that. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Uh, so, you know, there'll be like, and, and these have to be safe events. So there's not going to be like fencing. We're not going to have two bears fencing each other. We don't want anybody to poke <laughs> anybody. They'll be like you could you could have like the uh, you could have the chimpanzees and stuff do selfie contests, see who could take the best picture. Yeah, I mean, could do selfies contests. That's fine. Uh, there'll probably be uh, like polar bear football. Okay, right. Okay. Like, that'd be fun to watch. Uh, flag football, not tackle. We don't want to hurt the bears. Okay, okay. So you're going to turn the halls of the Senate into the bear football field? Yeah, somewhere. That that sounds fine. We could put it put on the floor of the Senate. Um, okay. We maybe there's some animals that like diving, and we could have like Olympic style high diving, like synchronized high diving, with whatever zoo animals enjoy that. Okay, so I, I foresee a lot of penguins and yeah, it could be penguins. It could be gorillas. It could be whatever animals like to do that. Okay, right. Uh, there might be a competitive cooking station. Where, you know, perhaps the panda bears like to cook and maybe they'll be like, could you think of how meta it would be if a deer cooked deer jerky in the cooking competition? I don't know if we would allow that, but we would have like a mystery ingredient or something, right? (laughs) So the animals wouldn't know what they're cooking yet. Okay. And then, you know, if you come to visit the zoo, maybe if you're in the audience, you might actually get to taste one of the dishes when they're done. Okay. You can taste the dish, but don't taste the cook. Right, right, right. Definitely. Okay. That's the kind of stuff we're going to do. And like, actually, I just got the idea for my fundraiser. Oh, great. (laughs) My fundraising event is going to be the Olympics of competitive zoo. So we'll have all the animals from certain regions. We'll team up 
And whichever team collects the most medals through their events is going to win. And you can come to this event by, it'll be a black tie event. So you have to be like very formal. So we can charge a lot of money for it. So Mm -hmm. we can raise money for the zoo Mm -hmm. and the animals will compete in these events. There'll be an opening ceremony. We'll light the flame. There'll be a closing ceremony. I see the team from the Serengeti running away with this competition. Wow. That's quite a pun. But yeah, like I, I, I wasn't trying to make a pun. Well, I mean, in the track and field events, for sure. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. It was so punny. It went over my own head. <laughs> uh, then the back to the events for a second. The, the <laughs> reason why the trams aren't available to go from one section to another is because we're going to have tram races. <laughs> what? Yes. You can. We're going to load up the trams with uh, visitors to our zoo. So if you come to the zoo, you can jump on one of these trams, be part of the race, two trams side by side, and we will have different animals driving those trams throughout the day, and you will race from one end to the other. Okay. I'm trying to figure out whether or not this is a good idea or a bad idea. Oh, it's a fantastic idea. Can you imagine a zebra driving a tram full of people? No. I can't. It'd be fun. Only if it has the voice of Chris Rock. Perhaps. So do you want to know, uh, you want to hear about the educational program we offer? You probably don't, uh, but I'm going to tell you anyway. No, it's got to be a little bit more sane than zebra. No, no, no. Tram racing. No, it'll make the zebra thing sound way more legit. Great. Yeah. Okay. So, so how are you going to edumacate us? This is exactly why I need to have this educational program for people that say edumacate amongst others. Um, you will be now. Why you got to be making fun of my book learning? It, we will bring in groups of people that want to learn. Okay. We will bring them into, put them on the floor of the House of Representatives. Okay. The your guide will then leave the room, <laughs> right? And then Jumanji happens. Yeah. Then there will be randomly placed animals within the House of the House of Representatives. They might be sitting at a in one of the Congress people's chairs. They could be hiding under the lectern. They could be up in the gallery. There could be a cobra holding the gavel. Right. The lesson we are teaching you is get out as fast as you can. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would definitely be an Indiana Jones scenario. Yeah. Fill the House of Representatives with snakes. And because you can't hurt the animals, well, you can't really fight back. So get out. Before they get you. Oh, wow. Talk about a talk about an escape room gone wrong. Or right. Depends on how you look at it. Um, I don't think there is a way to look at this where this is a right situation, Michael. I don't know. I think it's pretty right. You keep thinking that. <laughs> All right. So I, I still need to, to provide a, a premium experience to those who want to pay a little extra. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So if someone pays more than your normal ticket price of $50, what, what are they going to get? Instead of getting the educational experience, they get to watch our in-house version of C-SPAN, which is basically <laughs> you watch the educational, you get to watch the educational experience happen. So you get to watch these people try to escape the wild animals. I, I see that turning into kind of like a Hunger Games scenario. It'd be fun to watch people like totally scramble trying to figure out how they're going to get away from a lion and a cheetah and a cobra, cobra and a black a bear gavel. and a turtle. <laughs> a turtle. 
right? Like that'd be fun. One to of watch. those, like one of those crocodile snapping turco- turtles, right. turtles. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> wow. I think that'd be fun to watch. And the, the cool part about this experience is not only do you get to watch it, but you also get to bet on it because okay. it is a competitive zoo and it's a way now for the zoo to, to make some additional income. Okay. Um, that, that works. You don't sound real convinced about my competitive zoo. I, it's not that I'm not convinced. I'm scared. I'm scared for the lives of each and every one of your patrons. I don't know. The animals can fend for themselves. The humans, not so much. I don't know. I think there's gonna be a lot of demand to come visit the competitive zoo. <laughs> there may be a lot of demand, but um, I don't see a lot of return customers, especially because of the zebra trolley races. It's not just a zebra. I mean, you can get any. They switch out the animals all day, so it's not like. You spin a giant wheel, a fortune wheel, to see which animal you're getting? Yeah, you could do that. That would be such a bad idea. Oh, okay. So I'm thoroughly I'm thoroughly on the fence about yours. On one hand, it's cool because animals and the animals that you've picked are pretty cool. On the other hand, um, Hunger Games much? Oh, come on. A zebra racing against a panda on racing trams with filled with people? That's not Hunger Games. That's just fun. And that's what they said in the Capitol before everyone rebelled. I'm just saying I'm bringing fun back to Congress. Okay. Okay. I can, I can live with that. Um, so no second or third zoo idea. I mean, I have other zoos, but I figure the competitive zoo would be. Yeah. I mean, you, you actually led with your best foot on this one. Right. So I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm not going to give you my rejected zoo ideas. You don't want to hear my other one. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Well, mainly because we would get sued for infringement from the office because Jim had it right on the head with the uh, human petting zoo. <laughs> yeah, that might be a, that might be something. Yeah, that would be something. Um, so, All right, well, people are going to freeze their butts off to come visit me. They're going to go to the swamp to visit you. Well, the figurative swamp, at least. Mm, I mean, some parts of it, if it wasn't for infrastructure, would actually be a literal swamp. So I mean, we are turning the uh what's that room called that's right behind the the senate room uh like the coat room or something it's not the coat room mm, whatever isn't the coat room i don't know the name for you know it what i'm talking about though or like the senators gather before they come on the floor mm-hmm. the antechamber antechamber sure we'll go with that um that might get turned into an actual swap where we keep the alligators and stuff <laughs> there you go okay i agree with yeah, that and they might be playing cricket or something in there Alligators playing cricket? Yeah, that'd be fun. They could use their tails instead of using a paddle to hit the ball. Okay. Okay. I'm sold. I'm sold. Yeah, that'd be fun to watch, right? Alligators playing cricket would be fun to watch. See? The zoo is awesome. It gets a six and a half out of ten. Where else could you watch alligators playing cricket? A Disney movie? Pandas cooking a uh, mystery ingredient? Disney. A zebra racing a panda bear on trams filled with people? It hasn't been done yet, but I think Pixar would be the one to do that. You think you have all the answers, <laughs> but I'm telling you, competitive zoo, no. it's common. It's going to be awesome. In the meantime, <laughs> while I'm busy building that zoo, where can people find you online? Well, uh, they can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Inkdwell, uh, or YouTube.com slash C slash the Inkdwell, or support all the crazy stuff I do at Patreon.com slash the Inkdwell. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for joining me again. I appreciate it. That's it for this episode of Hypothetical. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore hypothetical. Subscribe to Hypothetical on your podcast player of choice. 
And if you have any complaints about our zoos or our new skills or anything else for that matter, you can give us a call at 937-63-HYPER. That's 937-634-9737. Or send us an email to complain at hypothetical.show. Until next time, this is Hypothetical. Hypothetical.